Welcome back to Triathlon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what I meant to say is welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here as always with my co-host. Rick Greenwald. All right. So uh, as you can tell, this week is a little bit different. We are remote from each other um, just due to uh, Wisconsin's uptick in COVID cases and Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, Anna and I are trying to quarantine quite a bit before going home to her family. Yeah, so, also, you're a really bad case of pink eye. You, I just, you, I, it's really sweet that you're trying to <laughs> isolate yourself so that I don't get that. Um, yeah, just really appreciate it. Yeah, I will be honest. Uh, like, I was kind of wondering like a week ago if I was getting pink eye because I had like really bad dry eyes and like my mm-hmm. eyes were like bloodshot for like a few days. It was really weird. Was not pink eye though. Okay, well that's. I mean that's good. I can't even remember the last time I got pink eye. I've never had pink eye, Rick. You're you're kind of an animal. So well, you I you grew up with two brothers. I would imagine that they at least at some point went into your room and just farted on your pillows and then left. Um, but I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I don't know how I got pink eye. It's been a really long time. I'm not a gross person. Well, but everybody gets pink eye once. Well, maybe your sister was running into your room and apparently farting on your pillows. Yeah, Katie wouldn't do that. She's a nice lady. <laughs> but who knows? Anyway, uh, what's up, Ryan? What's good with you? What's going on? What's new? Uh, well, a little, uh, quite a bit happened in the last week. So um, one big thing was Anna and I were trying to do. So we had uh, the little competition going on this month. Um, one part of that was to eliminate uh process or not processed sugar but added sugars Mm, Um, and Anna and i tried to take that a little bit further and tried to do i wouldn't call it keto but mostly like low carbs yeah like light keto. that lasted about a week and it was like the worst week like we Mm. like we, we weren't getting through workouts we just felt awful uh, we weren't recovering very well. Like it was a miserable week, like training wise. So we scrapped that like pretty quick. Yeah. You know, Ryan, I feel like once a year you have this like keto streak where you try it for a week and it just, it doesn't, doesn't work well with training. I, some people can do it, but I don't know, man. I, I think it's hard to, it's really hard to get right and train. You know, I feel like every single year I go into it thinking like, oh, I am coming at it from a different angle. So like this time we had, we had bought stuff, uh, like, um, we bought like different kinds of nuts, uh, bananas, um, I don't know, a few other things. Uh, what I realized with a lot of that stuff, it does not sit well in your stomach at all. And that was kind of the issue was like the keto friendly stuff just sat in your stomach, like like a lead uh, cannonball. So, oh yeah, it, both Anna and I like we couldn't work out with like that stuff. So then we kind of tried to eliminate the stuff that felt made us feel bad, which kind of led to us just being under fueled. Mm, so yeah. I don't know. It's it's like really hard. Like, yeah, training I, and going keto. Like I don't know if it's really doable. I. I know of some people that have got it to work and have done it. Um, I, I think it's like a very, it's kind of a long process though. I mean, you've got to like kind of let your body get used to it. I don't even think we eat 
an well at least you for sure i don't i don't even think myself eat like excessive carbohydrates like i just think i eat like a normal amount and every time i try it like after a week i still don't feel great i still don't feel like adapted so i've kind of given up on yeah. the idea i don't mind like i think what's probably healthier and more sustainable is balancing your carbs around your workouts so like yeah if you know if you know you're going to do like a um like a hard bike workout in the afternoon i always think well that means like lunch is going to be something with a lot of carbs in it and then you can have a little bit of a fuel after dinner and then you can keep you know what either breakfast or your like main meal of the day after the bike like a little bit lighter in carbs that's kind of the way i mm -hmm. approach like the reducing carbs overall not you know not that i find like a super um huge need for that but I don't know. I just think it's more sustainable, right? Yeah. I What I have been doing that has been working pretty well for me is higher higher protein, lower carbs. So, yeah, you mentioned that last week, I think. Yeah. So, like, uh, we, we eat a lot of, like, sausage, chicken, uh, fish, eggs, um, peanut butter. Like, like, a typical breakfast is, like, two apples and peanut butter or with, yeah. like, a few pieces of sausage. Um stuff just oh and i always i always try to have like a uh a protein smoothie with dinner after working out that mm. that has been going very well for me um nice. i mean we we have we, we have one of the i don't know what you call it but one of the smart scales you know that tracks yeah. like body fat and stuff yeah, and yeah like over time yeah yeah and think, i mean according to that at least you know i lost a few pounds lost some body fat but i've definitely gained muscle and it definitely shows in my training. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, yeah, all in all good stuff. And I think, like, you can um, you can lose weight or put weight on training. Um, but I think, like, more than ever, like, when you're training, the composition of your meals really – or, like, how, how high quality your meals are really reflects in, like, where that weight goes. Like, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're just trying to, like, put the weight – if you're trying to put weight on even, like – um, yeah, maybe you want to like dip into more sugars and I don't even think you necessarily need to dip into like a lot of sugars. I think that's just like more carb launch to like always be like going into the carbs and like eating good sources of it, but, um, not worrying about how much you're eating. Yeah. I think, uh, oh. I think a huge part of it is timing when you take in your carbs. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. so, you know, a good time to take in carbs is like right before a workout and then right after a workout, you know just to right. replenish. Um, I actually listened to a podcast. I want to say it was either with um, someone called Triathlon Taren or with Joe Rogan or uh, Chris Lieto, who is a uh, former triathlete. Um, he had, they had someone, I, you know, it was Chris Lieto, but he had, okay. uh, I can't remember his name, but he'd been on Joe Rogan before. And he talked about how he, only eats carbs at night and then eats huh. enough to then carry him through the next day's workouts. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, do you like, I, do you I don't know how he does it for that. Like, like how, like why? Uh, he said that's, that's really all you, all you need. Um, huh. if you're trying to like lose weight or, you know, be, like lose a little bit of body mass but still have like progression or at least not lose he said the best time to do it is right after a workout and get enough carbs in so that it you don't need to take in carbs until after the workout the next day 
Yeah, that that makes sense. It's like extreme. Like it's like, uh, when is the best time to eat carbs after workout? All right, I'm gonna eat all my carbs after the workout. Yeah, kind of see like what he what he's going for. Which, yeah, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then like having like a bar or something with you during your workout, just so that you don't you know bonk or something. I think that's a pretty right. good plan. So I I've actually been doing something similar to that. I wouldn't say that it's very strict on that, but there's definitely quite a few days where I do follow something like that. Like I wait until after my workout to, you know, to get my carbs or have my big meal just to Mm -hmm. replenish. And then usually I feel pretty fine the next day. Like I just, I eat when I'm hungry, but that doesn't necessarily mean I need carbs. It's just more so to fuel my workout. So waiting until I need to work out is, you know, a good time to take in my carbs. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree with that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, uh, just, uh, looking forward to uh, maybe transition away from from so much nutrition talk. We have been doing uh, we have been doing some other stuff on the bike as well, right? Other than the, just training. Yeah, a little bit of Zwift racing. Yeah, how's that been going? Uh, for me, um, I'm still indifferent. Uh, I know we are going to talk about Zwifting, but I mean, last week I didn't have a great experience with Zwift. It uh, you know, and I almost. Don't, I really don't blame Zwift. It's the equipment that I'm using. My computer that I use for Zwift is not really great. Oh. Um, That's the setup. Yeah, it's it's my setup. So I'm actually going to use Anna's computer for now on. Hmm. Hopefully that okay. works a little bit better. The app on my phone works fine, but I've been having too many issues with the computer I've been having. So asterisk, you know, next to my... Yeah opinion on zwift yeah i think there's definitely like there's a bare a bare minimum level where you can you can do it you can get into it but i think there's then a level where you need to have equipment that's nice enough so you actually enjoy it like you know you want to have like a smart trainer uh you want to have a decent like whether it's an ipad or a decent computer to actually run it off i think that makes a huge difference I know when I first, I actually had a very similar setup to you when I first started doing it, where I would just basically stream it off my phone onto a laptop, like near the screen Mm -hmm. and running it on your phone is definitely like a lower res for sure. And it's just choppier and chunkier. It's really not made to run off a phone that well. Whereas I run it on an iPad now and it's a lot better. I mean, it's pretty smooth. Racing feels really good on it. Like all in all, I'm like pretty happy with how that is. Um, but yeah, so so the quality is definitely kind of affecting your your opinion of Zwift. Like, how have you enjoyed the racing though? I really like the racing. Um, it's different, but it's it's kind of like the it's different, but it's the same. Um, it 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 requires a much higher output, which is kind of fun mm-hmm. because it's really good at that like fifteen twenty minute race range. I actually haven't done one longer than like 25 or 26 minutes. So I'm not really sure how well it it goes when it's like a 45 minute race. But I mean, those like sub 30 minute races are pretty fast. Um, I put, I think it was like a 15 minute race. I did 4.6 Watts per kg, which was, it was a pretty big effort, but uh, yeah, I mean, every single race I've done, I've been above a 4.0 Watt per kg. So I mean, they're, they're, tough and fast races yeah they i mean they definitely are they're they're really hard um i actually 
I've, I've set multiple power records just racing, like just like, which is cool because I feel like I cannot, me personally, I can't get that same effort from just training. Like I love having that little extra motivation. I've actually done Ryan, like a slightly longer race. I did a, I think it was a, an 18 mile road race, kind of hilly, but it was kind of mixed with a couple hills and some flats. And, you know, to be honest, it actually still felt pretty similar to the 15 or 20 minute races, just longer. Mm-hmm. Like you're still, you're still kind of sitting at that like super hard pace. Maybe it like at some point it kind of settles down. I'd say a huge advantage though, that you can get going into Zwift is knowing the maps of whatever race that you're doing, because everybody in my race like you could kind of tell when they were chilling out and getting ready for the the climbs and stuff and and if you don't know how long the climbs are you're just kind of guessing how hard you should be going sure like you know what i mean like because it's so important to make the front group or the just the next group in front of you and you know if there's a big difference between you're going up a climb and this happened to me actually this last wednesday um or no sorry last week when i was racing I, uh, I was going up a climb and I thought it was maybe like a, a one minute climb or a two minute climb. So I just like gutted myself to try to stay with the front group. And then it was more like a five minute climb. And it like, I, I was just in such a bad spot after that. And then I had to try to just hold something to stick with a group going over the top. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my pro tip so far. Do your homework when you're doing these races. Yeah. You know, I, I had that same experience, but one thing I always notice is Whenever there's like a finish line or a top of the line, since, you know, it is a video game and it is a 2D screen, even though it's like a 3D world uh, mm-hmm. per, what is it? Perspective? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Perspective is really tough to know, like how far away something actually is. Oh, right. So yeah. like a tw- yeah. something that looks 20 seconds away could actually be a minute and a half away. And you're doing 700 watts thinking that you'll be there pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would totally agree with that. I think that's just pretty natural is like the depth perception and like you can't quite see the gradient. Like you can feel the gradient, but you can't like you can't see. I don't think you can see the difference between like a four to a six percent gradient. You can just feel it. So I think that's one thing, too, to consider, like knowing a map, you kind of know when things start to pitch up when they get a little bit steeper. You can really just like feel that in the pedals. Um, but I, I've actually really enjoyed the Swift racing. Um, I I kind of tentatively started to Zwift again this year thinking the races will just be kind of something fun to get into and just do to like stay fit and keep motivated. But I actually found myself weirdly enough, like caring more about the races than I really thought I would. Like I I legitimately want to do well, um, which is kind of cool. I've kind of been, been enjoying that. Yeah. I will, I will say it. It, um, I, I was like trying not to let it bother me. But I'll tell you what, dude, like sandbaggers, they do bother me like that, like uh, just irritates me so much. There's two things that really irritate me. One is uh, people like sandbagging, like if they're putting out a huge Whopper KG and they're just like in the wrong field. And with some races that we do will actually relegate you, I think, like you've that's happened to you before accidentally, right? Yeah, um, it wasn't accidentally. Um, well, I was just was new a- to racing and from what right. everyone told me was to not do a's and b's yeah so kind of kind of accidentally it happened to you like you just didn't intend for that yeah um but i've been in races where the guys that won the race did like five watts per kilograms and it was a b race yeah so I was like, oh, that's kind of a little a little shady 
Uh, but actually, you know, that doesn't really bother me as much as people that will have a heart rate monitor and their heart rate monitor will only read like I've had people that I've raced with do like 125 beats per minute and win a race. And that seems way more suspect than somebody that just has like a very, uh, a very high watt per kg. Yeah. I wish the one thing that they need a report button. Yeah. I've thought that too, actually. Cause we, uh, we play other games and something that you can do in other games. Uh, I'm thinking specifically, you know, we're, we're fans of rainbow six siege is if you're playing with somebody, you can essentially report them for like unsports and unsportsmanlike conduct, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and not saying that somebody is being unsportsmanlike, but if they're sandbagging, that's definitely unsportsmanlike conduct. And I think that'd be an interesting feature if you could actually ping somebody and then, you know, Zwift, if Zwift is kind of monitoring all the pings people get for, you know, violating these rules, you know, they can see people like really, if people really stack up um, reports by other players, it's like a big red flag for them to say, hey, this person's doing something kind of like uh, weird or they shouldn't be racing the category that they're racing, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you think that'd be something easy to implement, like if they get 10 reports look at it um, yeah i think it kind of goes back to what zwift is really focusing on and that's probably not what where their main focus is which is right. fine um i mean to me i i kind of said it before like if i wasn't training i mean my daily workout would probably be to jump on zwift and get like a 30 minute race in and call it a day so it's yeah. it's a little disappointing that like they don't have that i mean and who knows i we're both pretty new to it they sure. they could have it because, I mean, what we've said in the past is it's kind of a, the UI isn't great. So maybe it is some, buried somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. Like, I think where Zwift is really better than other platforms is is the racing. I think that's, like, their bread and butter, for me at least. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I'm actually, I mean, I'm, I would say that I have stuff that i'm training for but i definitely like i that's how i'm using zwift is when i get on i just want to do a race like i find them so much fun and like i'm not i'm trying to space them out so i don't get burned out so like i've actually found myself doing you know a race like two or three times a week uh rather than like just riding or, or just doing like strictly intervals um but yeah i i think uh one thing that we should talk about too uh since we're talking about e-racing is we were intending to do the echelon racing series race mm -hmm. but the the round one of the amateur series unfortunately the software had some kind of technical bug and ryan i think you confirmed that with yeah. the actual like personnel yeah there. i can talk about it really quick um so what happened was is we got to the start line i actually got there early about 30 minutes early to yeah, make same. to actually to warm up and then make sure everything was working and Everything connected, my uh, cadence, my heart rate. What didn't connect, though, was my trainer. So, I mean, I did everything it recommended. You know, I disconnected it from other apps. I reboot it. I reboot my phone. I actually updated my phone. But, I mean, nothing worked. So, I was on their site. And their site, first off, says that it works with anything, any trainer that has smart bluetooth amp plus capabilities but mm. then it lists compatible trainers so it kind of 
contradicts itself. So hmm. what I ended up doing, so we missed the race and I assume other people had it, had the same issue because there were 75 people that, that, um, signed up for the race and only 50 people actually started. So hmm. I assume a few more people than just us had that issue. But after this, I was curious because my trainer worked fine with Zwift and trainer road. I tested it right after it didn't work. And so I emailed their tech support, you know, being, being an IT guy, I sent them all the stuff that I did to troubleshoot. And I just asked them like, is this trainer just not compatible? We have the Cyclops Magnus, which is a yeah. fairly popular trainer, you know, uh, just to see if, if it's just not compatible. And I was, you know, if it's not, it's not, but they ended right. up having a, a, a bug. That was just a coincidence that, we were trying to race while they were trying to figure out this bug in their, in their software that didn't connect the Cyclops Magnus. So that, I mean, that's it. They, Dang. I believe they sent out, sent me an email actually saying that they had fixed it and then okay. they're updating the, the app. Hmm. Let me see here. Well, that, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. I was kind of bummed. I mean, we, we had talked about that last week on the, on the podcast I was just generally excited to uh, to try the the different um, the different platform. You know, like again, we've mm-hmm. only done Zwift. We haven't really done anything else. So, you know, hopefully they get it remedied by the next round. And then, yeah, I, I think our plan is still going to be to to give it a shot and um, and try to race round two of the uh, Echelon um, Racing League. Yeah, and I'm bringing that up right now just to see when. For sure. I also, I imagine too, you know, like with Zwift, Zwift has been around for a really long time. And I think a lot of their, their dev time and, and their actual like, um, you know, resources go into like integration and making sure that all of these like brands can actually work with their system. And, and there's a lot of trainer brands out there too. So, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't fault the, the companies. They ha- it happens. So, you know. It's no big deal. We'll just uh, we'll we'll be in it for the next one. And Ryan and I, Ryan and I have the same trainer, so we essentially mm-hmm. have the same problem. Yep. Yeah. The next race is November twenty eighth, which I won't be able to make. That's going to be Thanksgiving weekend, so I'm going to be oh, actually yeah. up up uh, in Appleton with my parents. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've got anything going on that weekend, so I should uh, I should still be able to make the race. So hopefully, I can actually do participate in it and then report back uh, with how it goes mm-hmm. and, and my initial thoughts about it yep and thankfully there's actually a two-day race two weeks later so i'm gonna definitely do those heck yeah dude that'll be fun i can't wait like i said i'm i'm all about e-racing this winter it's it's phenomenal sure loving it yep and we're gonna do two two races hopefully tomorrow night um we are we are gonna do two races tomorrow night it's been a while since i've actually done a race so i'm actually really excited to try out Zwift racing again. We're going to do like two, I don't know, 20 minute races or something. Yeah. One is for sure going to be a crit. And then I don't think we've decided. So yeah, we haven't decided on the second race yet. So of the racing that you've done, Ryan on Zwift, what is your favorite type of race or like kind of race? Well, I've, I've only done like the circuit race so far. Mm, Like I, I haven't done like a crit race yet. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to do a crit race. I did a yeah. like a one lap circuit race, which was kind of what you were saying before. Like you got to know the map because in the middle yeah. of the race was like a pretty solid climb that 
you know, I had no idea was coming up. Right. So that was kind of the point where like all of a sudden like you could tell people who were expecting it because they laid low. And then as soon as we hit the climb, like all of a sudden like it's 600 Watts for a minute. Yeah. Everybody explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I've actually had a chance now to kind of do a little bit of everything I've done. Um, yeah, kind of like just all all of the types of um, races. I've done like a crit. Well, okay, I, maybe not all the types, but I've done a crit. I've done a circuit race. I've done like a road race that was just one like long loop, so you don't actually repeat any of the course. And I'd say my favorite type of racing is actually the crits. Um, I really like the crit city course that's set up right now. I think that's super fun. Those are great maps. I like doing the long road races that are just kind of hilly and maybe have a climb or two in them. And I like that because again, it's not like, unless you really know the map super well, it's not like a circuit race where you get to the hill and every single time everybody knows it's there and everybody just goes like absolutely nuts. Usually on the hillier road races, there's only like maybe one or two points where it's like an absolute, like you've got to go as hard as you can to make the group. And then after that, it kind of chills out. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I like in terms of like, you know, my favorite types of racing. I have not tried time trials yet. I haven't done that. And I'm sure there's like some other kind of courses that I'm forgetting. I've not done like super, super climby road races. And I do know those exist. Like, I know that's a thing. I've been looking Um, around for them and I have not been able to find one. I, I imagine that they're not terribly popular. That's my guess. Which is surprising to them. me because, like, I thought that's kind of why people used Swift was, you know, you get to ride these incredible routes that are based on real routes. Like, everyone not, wants, I mean, everyone wants I mean, to ride climbs outdoors, but apparently not ride climbs indoors. Well, none of the none of the climbs are really com- are really compared to real routes on Swift. Yeah, like but I get, out, what, you're, uh, I get what you're saying. Alpe de Zwift is supposed to be Alpe d'Huez. Uh, they have a fr- uh, uh, Col de Mir, I believe. They they just released a Giro one. Like all their climbs are based on real climbs. So I, I think my uh, my my guess is that um, the reason why is because when it comes to racing, obviously weight is something that people easily and do manipulate. So I Are you calling that, Swifters fat, Rick? Uh, I'm calling them obese liars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, it's something that's easy to manipulate, and also too, like the climbs really break the races up. Yeah. As opposed to like if you do a crit, first of all, the crits are really more so like a raw output of your power. Weight obviously does come into effect, especially when you're trying to accelerate. But like it's it's less so about like your most of the time people that win the crits will have like kind of a low watt per kg, but they just put out the most watts, period. Sure. Um, so I think people like that. And then the, the races tend to stay together a little bit better. And it tends to feel like more of a real race, if that makes sense. That's personally, that's why I really like the crits. And they're way easier to do a 20 minute race. It's kind of hard to do like a 20 minute race out of a climbing race because you're just going to go up one climb and it would be just like a hill climb, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to try one out. I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like you're right where, you know, it would be really tough. Or even just a try time trial. I think a time trial would be fun. Like up one of the big climbs, but Yeah, they do have hill climbs, like just legit hill climb races. Maybe maybe um, I need to look into that. I would love to know 
I think Zwift is really fascinating because they have like all of these. So if anybody's new to Zwift or, or even like e-racing in general, it doesn't really operate like a normal video game would where you make a lobby and then people join the lobby and you play your game. So you don't do that with racing. They just have races set up. So they essentially have lobbies already made. Um, and I always wonder like um, how they kind of like project or like um, forecast those races filling up. Cause I've done races where there's only been like 15 people. And I would imagine that if you get less than 15 people, people just like quit and they go to a different race. Sure. But yeah, it's interesting. I'd love to know how Zwift actually does that. Um, I also, I wish you could like create, create your own events, even if it's only like private events. Yeah, that would be kind of like, I understand not making public events. Otherwise there'd be like thousands and thousands of races, but you can't even make like a private event if you want to, like, what if there was like a, uh, a local race, like the WCA say like they can't have races next year. So they say like, okay, you know, we're going to do a WCA like Zwift race series. Um, yeah, I've I've kind of wondered about that. There is actually now that you mention it, Ryan, like USA Cycling does have a series that they host on Zwift. Yes, and you have to be like a Zwift partner or something in order to create those races. Right. So I think, um, yeah, I think you have to be pretty invested in Zwift to actually get on there, make a race, and have that be the race that you do. I think um, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens actually in the next year, because from what I understand, and I'm, I'm no, uh, I just, you know, I vaguely heard this, but Zwift received quite a lot of financial backing um, from various investors yes. and um, specialized put a lot of money yep. into Zwift. So I think a lot of companies, a lot of investors are seeing Zwift e-racing in general but obviously zwift is really the flagship right now seeing that as the future going forward so i think there's going to be a big push to try to accommodate all of these little wish list items that people have but at the same time i think zwift is doing a really um they're they're really trying hard to keep everybody kind of corralled together to have a similar experience Mm -hmm. uh if that makes sense like i don't think they want people going off and making their own lobbies and like doing their own thing. I think they kind of want that. They want to create like a very social atmosphere where you're riding with just like a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, that's the 30 minute mark. Uh, Any last thoughts? No, I think that's a, you know, I think uh, that's kind of all I've got tonight, man. Um, Yeah. Pretty, pretty uh, stoked on, you know, how e-racing has gone so far. Super fun. I'm excited for doing a little bit more this winter and um, hopefully we're going to be uh, carrying some pretty good fitness into next year because of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, that's one thing that I, I'm kind of like on a toss up about is like doing so much racing now, even though it's not like racing, racing, I wonder how that will affect like racing to come. Like, well, you know, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I actually, I thought about that as well. Um, when it comes to Zwift racing, um, I was like, maybe I'm either going to come out of winter extremely fit and like ready to rock yeah. or, I, or I might be extremely burned out and have a terrible race season. Um, what are the other, realistic. yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of like, um, unknown territory. It really is. I know myself, like I'm really enjoying doing a lot of racing right now. But that's because I have uh, some some fitness from the summer doing a, a good amount of riding. And then 
me personally, probably when we get closer to December and January, I'm probably going to pull back a little bit on the racing. I'll still probably do one, maybe two races a week, but I know I'm going to take some of that time and really focus and putting a uh, focus on putting in some good base work. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, like Zwift is an awesome supplement for me and it's, it's not quite my main thing yet. I still, my main thing is still outdoor bike racing. So, you know, I I don't want to sacrifice, um, you know, a winter's worth of training just to have fun racing and then do poorly in the summer, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I want to try to find a good balance and, uh, and really enjoy winter training, do some racing, don't burn out and have a good summer. That's kind of my, that's my goal going forward. Yeah. That's kind of my goal too, with uh triathlon is not getting burnt out, but I mean, so far I I'm having a pretty good time with it, especially with the variability with all of it. Or variety, variability. Variety, variety is the key, man. When you're when you're six months away from your race season or your your goal event, there's no need to get too focused. Keep it, uh, keep it varied. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the what I'm thinking. Um, I I started running again after having a little bit of a foot injury. I did 50 minutes today at a pretty uh, solid tempo pace and no pain at all. So, uh, looking good there. Good, man. That's good to hear. Yeah. You had that foot, that nagging foot injury. So, I mean, you did the right thing. You took some time off and it sounds like you're feeling okay now. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. I think that'll good do stuff, it, man. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, everybody can find us on your favorite socials, Facebook, Instagram. We even got a Twitter as well too. Most of our recent updates will be on Facebook. Um, but yeah, you can find us at pretty much anywhere at, at bike underscore race underscore weekly. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later.